Canberra Metalheads. Hey, welcome to uh, Canberra Metalheads. This is episode um, 86, and uh, we're joined here with uh, Lukey Lukather, Jada K, and uh, myself, Marky Malpas, about to do the uh, end of year wrap up for 2023. Um, let's, let's get into it. Canberra yeah. Metalheads. I'm finishing it out with Lucy and Slats. That's a fo- they they were bangers, bro. Yeah, so I was glad to finally get some um, get get a couple of interviews out there. I mean, I'm I'm a numbers guy. I like to um I like to have like a good round amount of episodes within the year. So if I I mean I think 2020 we had like five, and then um, 2021 um, we got a few more, and then this year I think we've this is like episode 12 for the year. So or 10 so it means that we're slowly creeping up the scale um i think as far as speaking of numbers the um aside from the interview i did with skitsy from damaged um the interview i did with uh lucy's the highest viewed episode at least on youtube um however the interactions are uh pretty crazy on the on the lucy one so i think it's because it's everyone just hasn't um been had a lot of content um until lately so they're called it sort of binging on the last couple episodes for the year so it's been good yeah fuck yeah um yeah so we got um got loot and the cool thing was like for anyone that doesn't know how why um i think i mentioned it in the interview but basically what happened was um i interviewed lucy first and i was like do you want to stick around and like um do a joint interview with slats as well and i didn't realize this until we did it but slats used to buy magazines and shit with lucy in it when he was getting into metal and um so like midway through the interview they just kind of have this moment where they're just chatting about like oh man i used to buy your shit when i was younger and stuff and i just basically sat back and like like let the interview take itself after that for a little while yeah nice um so yeah it went really good also being both bass players and to tie it back to skitsy as well they uh they have skitsy's a mutual friend being the drummer from um from King Parrot um, before, and then also um, Lucy touring with them. Yeah. So yeah, combo, and especially two from like two, two different like generations of like Aussie metal. You know, they're like not separated by a big age bracket, but like you know, makes for some fucking cool conversation and um, content. I guess in that interview, hearing it from you know both both sides. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that's the one. So, what what about uh, what about you guys? How's the how's the year shaped up on uh, for for everybody else? Uh, yeah, like it, it's been it's like a quiet front for us this year because we only did one gig. It was our first gig back in fucking two years, and it was Heathen Fest. Um, first gig back in 10 years is our biggest gig we've ever done with the amount of bands um first first big gig that we've organized as metalheads at the basement and not on like south coast like home ground Mm -hmm. so yeah but no that was cool it's um 
it's definitely like a different environment for gigs at the moment. So like post and with shit sort of like people coming back out to gigs and stuff again, it's like a different fucking kettle of fish. But yeah, it's like, it's fucking good. Um, other than that, man, like I've been pretty quiet. We moved from, moved from Goulburn back down to Bateman's Bay. Took up a whole heap more hobbies that I don't need to fucking take up. Collected a load of fucking records, man. I had to move, and when I moved, I was like, holy fuck, I've got like fucking 900 records, 3,000 CDs, and a couple hundred cassettes. Like, fuck me. Like, contacting people and being like, yo, do you make a uh, CD case that'll hold a thousand plus CDs? And like, even like DJ suppliers were like, how many fucking CDs are you trying to transport, man? <laughs> It's like when record places are like, yeah, no, we don't make shit that big. Like fucking, it's like when they're like contacting you saying like, have you ever heard of Spotify? It's like, yeah, fuck that, man. Yeah, I can't, can't rest my coffee on top of a fucking Spotify. <laughs> you shouldn't be resting it on your CDs either. You fuck. Ever brought a shit CD, man? <laughs> <laughs> you ever, you ever just. Get a fucking CD that's got shit all like fucking coffee spilled on it. Well, someone has to do it. Yeah, man, that's it. I'm I'm that guy. No, nah, I fucking I never do that. But anyway, yeah. But other than that, man, like it's fucking opened up the pathways to see what's available next year and shit. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, there's some pretty big gigs um, circling around. Um, it's weird. Like some bands don't seem to be keen to. I, we didn't get any sidewave stuff from um good things which is like a bit of a bummer like but in canberra in yeah. canberra anyway yeah sydney got sydney got all of it so yeah so i think things are still like opening up um it's it's, it's kind of shit to still be sort of saying like oh things are getting back but they are like they're not back <laughs> nothing's 100 percent bounce back and got, like a bunch of things coming in in, in feb man like unearthed um under oath and all, all that all that hardcore wave is coming back um fucking that that like hardcore metal metalcore like wave you notice there's been a big boost now lately a lot of old bands coming out of the woodwork doing tours and shit again a lot of like old like australian bands jumping back in it on it as well which has been fucking sick yeah. it's like reliving high school all over again yeah, yeah and well, also no. like speaking of reliving high school um and, and bands coming through did uh oh, we were kind of chatting about this before the show but I, I want the any listeners to think back um to the so anvil's playing at um the basement on the 21st of feb like we're saying a couple big gigs on in feb and i remember seeing like the story of anvil um dvd where they're just talking it's just like it's literally the story of um how things can go to shit when you try and tour like through Europe and stuff if you don't like pre-plan it. There's like yeah. I don't, I don't know if you um, remember, but there's that that scene where the dude tries to pay him in goulash. Yeah, and Lips is just like, I don't want fucking goulash, man. I want money. <laughs> yeah, there's um yeah they play that show in Tokyo and the guy just doesn't pay him. He just leaves the venue because there was like one guy showed up for the show, yeah. like. Yeah, that, that's rough, man. Like, that's... I think, like, any musician can say, like, that's your fear of, like, is is your hobby livable when you're at that point? You know, like... Um, 
definitely hard. So you always go with reliable promoters, right? Uh, Never book a tour with an unreliable promoter and always vet them. Never never book with someone that you haven't vetted. That's true. You got to do that. That's that word of mouth thing, man. Mm. Again, what what I've always said to Lukey and the boys: you guys do do well, and you you work hard at keeping keeping that name, man. Yeah, man. Like, respect. like uh, it just goes out on. Like I treat it how I would treat like guests in my house, just extending hospitality. Like, fuck this band's traveling. Are they going to want accommodation? Am I paying them enough to fucking pay for their travel? Like, is everyone coming? They're going to want beers after they play. Like, just shit like that, man. And then to find out other promoters aren't doing it, I'm like, fuck, am I going too far? But then, fuck it, man. If I'm setting a high standard, then I'm only setting it for myself yeah. and better. Retain the bar, bro. <laughs> That's, yeah, well, that, um, that leads down to um, other promoters that do similar things, man. Like, I did Metal in the Mountains, um, and that one was done um, put together by... Um, Chris and um, and Lacker, what yeah. <laughs> and um, that was awesome, man. Like, the, and they 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 run it the same as the yeah, like man. the metalhead style stuff. Like, they they just make sure everyone gets paid, everyone's sorted, everyone's happy. And uh, I just did comedy there, and um, they treated me as if I was, you know, one of the the actual talented um, people on the show. So. <laughs> Yeah, man. We see we've had we've had as flesh on one of our bills before. We had him on uh, a blaze back in whatever that was, 2018, mm. and uh, that was cool working with them guys too because like they they knew what was up. They knew like what what we were able to do and offer. Like it's like it's very rarely you come past a band where they sometimes they ask like a little bit too much and you're like ah oh, I don't want to be the shit saying like sorry man like it's just unfortunately not not within my means to why but like so when when they're you know they operate the same as you and like it just it just works so much easier like we're like yeah man like fuck it here's a place to stay here's the stage where you're playing like everyone's happy everyone's content yeah man yeah that's so, it how was that gig by the way dude so good it was really good um uh Nicholas Cage fighter. That's the first time I've ever seen them. They fucking killed at the end, man. They they closed at the end of the night, man, and it was so fucking good. There was a couple like, um, like Christ dismembered always does good. Um, Cuck Lord making a little fucking special guest appearance, dude. Cuck, uh, fucking. So Aiden messaged me after and said that like him and um his partner were both frothing my comedy but they just never got a chance to tell me. But he, like, went out of his way to, like, fucking message me the next day to, like, make sure I didn't go away from that not knowing that he liked it. Yeah. Yeah, he's such a fucking... It was pretty wild. There was, like, a couple of, like, rowdy fellas there near where the um, stage was. So, like, I was just doing crowd work with them and shit, and they were loving it. I was I was going like oh so which one are you the 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 one that dad didn't hug him or the dad that isn't hugging their kid right now and um <laughs> fuck it <laughs> they they he comes up to me at the end like so like they were just fucking saying about how how um 
Yeah, they're just like, yeah, man, well, fucking, that was, uh, that, that was funny because it was fucking true because everybody here is usually one of them. <laughs> um, no, nah, but, oh, that's another thing. I, I mentioned this on stage too. I was like, um, the good thing is about the community, especially in smaller towns like Beechworth and shit, it's not actually like that as much. Like, it's like there was. There were there was definitely dads there, but they were there with their kids. Like they actually were bringing out like you see it a bit more now. Um, like when Lukey and I went and seen Alice Cooper a couple of years ago, there was like some people that were like three generations of family all there yeah. to watch the same person. Multi generational fucking metalheads, dude. Yeah, yeah, like at, at, at Wacken, they were yeah. everywhere, man. See, yeah. like great granddad there still enjoying europe while fucking yeah <laughs> you sit in the great grandkids you know more in the metal community because it's like um it's like steve Hughes said man it's like metal till death and that's what it is like fucking you're in it and chances are anyone you're around is in it and if you have kids they're in it because mm. it's come up with it so it's it is you see more and more gigs where parents are bringing their kids or like you know i brought my dad out because you know he used to listen to thrash metal back in the day and fucking sick <laughs> no, it's fucking sick it's like when we had hobbs play and um, we had like one of one of our dudes at the time was like man it was sick because like i used to listen to the um fucking like the original he had like the hobbs demo tape well his old man had the demo tape they used to listen to it on road trips so he's like, man, like being able to like fucking listen to that in person, you know, it's fucking cool. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you uh, you mentioned thrash metal. We we do actually have a question. I got a couple questions. I'm peppering them throughout the episode, so some smartass can't just listen to the bit where we said their bit. They got to listen to the whole twenty minutes. Oh no, look at that, bloody hell take your riddle in and strap in you adhd fuckers um but yeah <laughs> um this is called long form content <laughs> yeah 20 20 minutes of marathon um yeah. so yeah thoughts on thrash metal let's let's go uh jdk first uh, only old school sepultura is true thrash metal but um like <laughs> when <laughs> I love Thrashman. Uh, I'm not. It's not my favorite genre of all genres within the domain, but like Tech Death for Life, bros. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> and I love me some old school Sep and fucking. I, I was never never into Metallica as much, but I played in a Metallica band for like five cover band for like five years, man. Mm. I mean, every single Metallica song there was. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking fuck Metallica, but um, <laughs> still, anyway, uh, uh, they're doing a better job of fucking himself. <laughs> Have you heard that new song? <laughs> oh my god! Like, I listened to it with a friends the other day. I was listening to it with Scotty the other day, and um, he was like, "What is it about this song? Like, there's something in this song that isn't right, and it's fucking Lars's symbol." <laughs> one symbol in there that just doesn't need to be in there but it's every like fourth or fifth count and i'm like dude if you just cut that out it'd just be like a, a nice like good drum rhythm yeah. but that cuts it in half every like fucking 
five seconds is just like fucking a symbol. I was like, man, what? It's like they're deliberately doing it. It's like, all right, everyone's over the snare drum. We've got to find another thing that'll keep everyone talking about it. That, um, that symbol to that song is what the dog barking in your camera is for this podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> the hellhounds, they never leave you alone. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's one of those things where it's like, um, no, honestly, um, the um oh no they probably just didn't pay their studio fee so they left the click track in there it's <laughs> <laughs> just like fuck it roll with it yeah no yeah that's it like i Lars has always tried to incorporate like weird off beats and like to try and be different from other people man but, like lag out on a kick drum or fucking adding a couple of extra hits on a roll and yep. you just like whack shit out sometimes on purpose yeah and it's either hit or miss and obviously it's a miss yeah, <laughs> yeah he only hits half the swings he makes on the drums <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. insert ba-boom ching um but off time yeah yeah it just every second beat <laughs> Boom, ching. Uh, and- um but yeah, oh, that's actually a record. So I I timed it. It took forty seconds for us to start paying out Metallica from when I asked the question. <laughs> what do you think of the new Slipknot? Yeah, that's another thing. Like I was saying before, I haven't listened to a full out All Hope Is Born, so I'm fucking I'm years behind, man. It's like I um yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, cut for a second there. What were you saying? Um, yeah, no, I fucking like it's good, man. It's like I, I've just tried to get to the point in my maturity of seeing music for like, fuck, man. These guys are probably achieving more with music than I ever will. Like they've cut more albums than I probably ever will. They're more talented than I'm gonna be as a bedroom musician. Like I've got to appreciate it for like the beauty and the work that goes into it. But at the same time, I also like um, like the little the little narcissist in me goes, nah, that's shit. Mm. It, and they're like, you know, fucking gold and platinum awarded fucking artists. And I'm like me in my bedroom with my fucking tape deck going, nah, that real shit. Yeah, fucking like, coffee like, stained CDs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like, I don't know. I think it's just like that thing that the old band always talked about with music where he's like, you're going to realize that like, you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, listening to the same people you're listening to when they were 20, 30, and 40, but now they're like, you're in your 40s and they're 80. And they're still... Like, the old man listening to, like, Black Sabbath is just like, fucking hell, these cunts are still alive and they're still making music? He's like, oh, it's different than it was. And like, yeah, this is like 40 years ago, man. Like, Mm. you're Mm. talking about about 40 years ago and you want it to sound the same? Yeah. I was listening to a good podcast the other day and um, they were talking about how, like, would Dio still sound the same? Like, would he still be able to hold those crazy notes and shit? What's your yeah. thoughts on that? Muscle memories. Hell yeah. Of and like, as a classically trained vocalist, man, he's trained to hold them notes. So, I, I reckon so. If not matured a little bit, it'd be like uh, Dickinson. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still hitting them fucking notes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's, a, it's actually another 
point as well. Um, I I shared it on the Patreon and on that follows it, but I listened to a good interview with Corey Taylor. Um, and because it was his birthday, I shared it and I was like, yeah, it's a fucking decent interview because he was talking about early Slipknot. He had to learn how to sing so he didn't fuck his voice long term. Yeah. Um, and hear that in his vocal styles, like especially when he stepped away from Slipknot a little bit so it focused on them, them three Stone Sour albums and he came back to Slipknot and it's like he went from this aggressive, like yelling you know, very early thousands metal metal style to something coming away from like Stone Sour that was a lot more polished where his vocals were at the end of it, like cleaner and crisper. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, he was um, saying because he didn't come from like a heavy background, he had to also like treat it. Uh, he had to learn it from scratch, like to get heavier. He had to like evolve with the band, um, and on top of that, um, my thoughts on the new Slipknot to round out that section is uh, to get back to the original question, which is I my thoughts. And someone said this to me. I didn't. I realized it, but um, after hearing someone say it to me, it kind of put it all together. So you, this might change your perception that actually sound like a nine piece again. Like when you listen to it, it's you can actually hear like how full it is. So yeah, anyone that has already heard it, didn't go much on it or like has liked it, re-listened to it with that in mind. And it'll, for some reason, it completely changed how I heard it just with that bit of knowledge on board. So yeah, that's my take on the, on the latest Slipknot takes a lot to get all of those noises in the one space man i found that out the hard way with my new stuff man yeah. <laughs> trying to get all them things to sit nice and play nice it's hard i'm happy. like how many like channels are you running like how many segmented sections are you running in some of that muscle? man it's 128 piece orchestra <laughs> with, um seven piece band and uh Two thirty-piece choir. Fuck yeah, dude! One for every one of Scotty's personalities, dude. Um, there's a there's a vocal track for every one of Scotty's personalities here. <laughs> Definitely poked him with the stick. And, yeah. Uh, one for every out. eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! I just oh, shit on the one person that might actually be listening to this. <laughs> Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! He's, he's he probably got to fifteen and gave up when we started talking shit about Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. You see the Pantera reunion? Yeah. yeah that, that's that's a fucking heated topic. That big time. I remember when it got announced, and I was like, "Man, people have got to be happy about that." And jumping on socials and being like. <laughs> People aren't happy about that. Like, no, no. Who cares? Um, Between, you know, like, I think I, I think what I liked what people were saying from like a level-headed point of view, and I can see it from both sides, you know. Um, but as people were saying, it gives people a chance. Like people like me who got into metal, like started listening to metal, sort of like oh five, oh six, sort of well and truly after the chances of there being you know, after Dimebag got shot and stuff was like, there was no chance of that. So this gives, gives like that, that person like me a chance to sort of kind of see it, 
within their lifetime, you know, like there's still a chance of seeing uh, Pantera-esque bands that isn't, you know, uh, a cover band, you know, it's still got some of the original members. And then there are people that are just like, nah, no Vinny, no Dime, no no Pantera, you know, it's like... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, um, I mean, I honestly, dude, and I think I'm a bit like this um, when it comes to... I'm a bit the same with Jade with Jada K when it comes to like listening to cover bands. I've heard so many fucking cover bands. I'm actually kind of glad that there, um, at least like you said, is a couple of original members. Like I've heard so many people cover so many different bands. I kind of appreciate like still hearing a band for as much of what it was originally as possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, um, and like, you'll never get the sounds that the original members, the people that actually wrote that music, are gonna get. You could be world's best cover bands, and it's not. It's not gonna be the same, man. Like I've heard, like working in the music shop, I've heard people that were like fucking crash hot guitarists in person, easily some of the best guitarists I've ever seen play a fucking guitar, but they'll cover a song, they'll cover a Metallica song, you know, and they're no James Hetfield, they're no Kirk, they'll cover a Pantera song, no Dime, you know, and they'll be doing the dive bombs and the pinch harmonics and shit, and it's just like, it's not the fucking same, man, you know, like. Zach was close, man, close. You can still hear the difference, man. Closest stand-in I think you'll ever get. <laughs> Wait, but also, you can't discount how fucking good Zach is, too. Oh, man, man, I'm... I'm that that wasn't. That oh, wasn't I know cool. you're not, but I'm just saying. It, it like was, it was, it was, he was pretty close, man. I, yeah. I was judging it because I'm like, wonder how Zachy boy is going to go with it, and fucking, yeah. I'm watching. He's close, but but like I think, I think people giving like the Pantera new Pantera shit are actually shitting on Zach a little bit because like I feel like if I like just in my mind if I had to choose one person I don't think there's anyone that's a better fit for it than Zach yeah well that was the point of putting him on yeah and the only reason why they got the permission right Mm. because of Zach being Zach that's the only way they made that happen but well they've been tossing the idea for ages man remember back in 12 it was like I think Phil flagged the idea and it got shot down pretty quick by Vinny. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, supposedly this is just going off like Loudwire and Metal Injection, yeah. fucking all that shit. But yeah, I've seen, I've been watching that idea tossed backwards and forwards in like this year. Is it going to happen for, you know, like fucking since I was fucking like 13, you know, so. Yeah, for the, for the audio listeners, Luke is currently in a fucking hurricane. I don't know how the fuck he's managing to still interview, but he's doing pretty well. Yeah, fucking, yeah, it's pretty rough, pretty rough today, fellas. <laughs> oh, no, look at him, poor oh, bastard. No. Terrible. Yeah, no, it's windy as fuck, but so I think of all, I'm going to say the coolest shit I've ever said in a podcast today, and it's going to get cut out by wind. <laughs> um, this is going to be a grindcore vocal soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, let let's just burn through the last couple of questions. So, basically, um, people have asked, will there be a part two of the Armored Angel um podcast? Yes. Um, we've 
we're planning on doing a part two. I spoke to Lucy, is really happy with the, the last one um, and definitely thinks that there's more on the table um, as far as questions and topics to talk about. So Lucy's keen to do another one. Uh, so yeah, we're geeing that up for, I like to, I'd like to do it in person. So it's just a matter of when I'm, um, see when I'm in the area again, but we'll, uh, yeah, we're keen. Um, and Lucy's keen. So we just, just a matter of timing now. Yeah. Um, and also it gives everyone a bit of time to, um, watch the episode and submit any questions or anything that they that they might want us to ask so that's one thing um is there new merch coming out well um i have no hoodies left so the idea was i'd like to get a uh new batch of hoodies coming through but at the moment i'm tossing up do i want to get um, or do we want to get a um, alternate design from the original canberra metal heads maybe incorporate it with something else um yeah and uh so that's the other thing um so yeah we'll just ch keep your eyes out in the winter seasons for a new batch of hoodies to come out um because i get asked i've probably got about 20 people um noted down for uh to be told when we get a new batch of hoodies in which is a good problem to have um and some of those are multiples like someone will be like i need to buy one for me and one for my partner so they don't keep taking fucking mine um or i'll just go through and buy like five of the one thing because i'll wear it once and then put it down and forget about it and then just go grab another one yeah yeah that's right um as far <laughs> as or shorts because i was just like i need another pair yeah Fuck it. washing once a month but i want to wear them shorts every day of the month um <laughs> that's it well actually i thought i had about 20 moss shorts left speaking of moss shorts i've got 16 so buy them while you can um and one of them is a small so uh that's reserves exclusively for danny devito if he wants any but anyone else if you want moss shorts um <laughs> we got xls and two xls that's the only sizes we have left which is a good problem to have because a lot of the time the sizes that are left are like the random ones but luckily we uh had a pretty good spread on sizes so it's only larges uh, sorry only xls and 2xls which is good so you'll see a link in the description for the ebay store to buy those um and then finally um do we have any interviews lined up for who do we want to interview in 2023 well i want to get that second armored angel interview done we organized we spoke already about that but there's a couple of bigger bands coming through canberra that are already announced um i don't want to sort of get anyone's hopes up so i'm not going to say what i've got in the books for the moment but just expect that like if there's a band coming through canberra that doesn't often travel here or they're inter international i will uh always at least send an email to see if i can get them to interview them and then but you guys can change that do you do you want to know how the viewers can change that they can share the fucking episode so that when someone checks out the channel to see how many views we got it's not fucking six views or eight views they look at it and they're like hang on these fucking guys have got like 400 views on their last episode well maybe we will interview them um mind you having said that um consistently hundreds of views for the last couple of episodes so i think launching the youtube and giving 
yeah, giving everyone some video content has really helped that. So cheers everyone that either watches on YouTube or shares the shares the stuff. The people that are doing both, man, as I said, we're lucky to have like some pretty hardcore committed fans mm. of considering we started as a promotion company to have people that are fucking following what we're doing as a promotion company. Like even as a promoter I can only think of about like three promoters I follow personally so to have people like following our shit for our content that's fucking sick yeah. sharing it yeah. um but that's all of our questions and uh that's pretty much all of our time let's uh yeah that that's pretty much all from me what do you guys think um keen, are you guys uh thinking of anything keen for next year that you're keen on for next year um yeah there's a few gigs coming up and we got mayhem in january so like mm-hmm. you know my fucking all-time favorite band so that's my birthday gift to myself sydney, going up sydney yeah sydney a few mates going up for that um possibly possibly looking into the the aspect of doing some more gigs along the track um yeah just fucking take it as it comes man like a knife what about studio decay how things going on on the front hey, i've got a whole bunch of people booked in for the next year mm-hmm uh, my plan is to get out on the road with uh, Project Ultimate Satan, mm-hmm. uh, push that new album, uh, just waiting on getting the vinyl back. So as soon as the, the vinyl shortage is out, we'll fucking get on the road. Yep. Um, yeah, looking to try and take that to everybody next year. Um, we're recording already for the new album because why not? Mm-hmm. Never stop. Um but yeah, I've just been in, in the booth, mate, punching it out. Um, getting live will be good. Try and do some on-the-road uh, recordings and vlogs and get Marky to call in. I'll call uh, I'll call him from the road, mate, and get yeah. some virtual tours, do some parties or something. Yeah, mad. That, that's sick. Yeah, good stuff. Well, uh, let's wrap it up with that. This is... Um the end of 2022 and uh look forward to next year cheers everyone for listening in and uh thanks uh, for all the support so far yeah fuck yeah man stay metal cameraman